This is a Series 3 bonus episode of Encounter Points. Hello everyone to our latest episode of Encounter Points in which we're discussing some valuable resources from our church and our faith on something we consider to be the most uh, or one of the most important issues in today's uh, social and political and spiritual world, namely improved uh, communication, reduced social polarization, and I want to welcome, as always, my uh, esteemed co-host for these discussions, Ken Hellenius. Hello, Ken. Hi, Bill Schmidt. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, I mean, it is my studio, but still, I know, really, appreciate you letting me be here. Praise God, (laughs) we're 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 a a good team, and indeed, uh, uh, conversation and communication has been our goal through these podcasts for for some time now and it's always been rewarding and we we hope to help uh, our listeners e- extend and expand that even though these are tough times for communication the uh, particular focus of tonight's episode everybody likes every once in a while something special something like a bonus you know what i mean yeah and a so little on yop if you will indeed indeed yeah. uh, the the bonus of this episode in uh, a time factor is that uh, we've been talking about the World Communications Day messages that come out every year and have come out uh, ever since uh, the uh, Intermerifica decree from Vatican II uh, said that we should – that the church should always address world communication uh, media and how they can advance the cause of – the gospel and missionary discipleship. The 2020 message for World Communications Day was uh, posted and previewed on January 24th, the feast day of St. Francis de Sales, who is the patron saint of Catholic communications and journalism. And it really is, yet again, uh, a power-packed, set of remarks and reflections from our Pope on how to improve communications. He always takes both very narrow pastoral, day-to-day nitty-gritty proposals uh, and mixes them with really big ideas. Yeah. And this year, uh, Ken, I wonder what you think of this wonderful uh, title and theme. It's uh, really about uh, history, and it's uh, quoting Exodus. It says that may, that you may tell your children and grandchildren, life becomes history. Isn't that a a, a very good reference to scripture? And we'll explore why that yeah. is uh, important. And what do you think of this? this topic of history. Yeah. So for me, I mean, just reading the title, it jumped out at me because I've been listening to, of late, 
the audio, an audiobook version of a new translation of the Old Testament. Wow. And by Robert Alter. It's, uh, it's his, uh, long, he translated the entire Old Testament from Hebrew. Oh my. And, um, so this phrase that you may tell your children and grandchildren right. comes from the book of Exodus. Uh-huh. And it is God explaining what, you know, this idea that I've done great wonders. Yeah. And I have saved you from slavery. I've taken you out of the slavery, which we as Christians know as slavery. Slavery to sin. Yeah. And this is a wonder that you are going to pass on to your generations. Yeah. This is the story of salvation. Yes. And that is the idea of what Pope Francis is proposing to us in this year's message. And that is, That's pretty big. as he says, yeah. I would like to devote this year's message to the theme of storytelling. Ah, yes. And storytelling is, this is how we pass on not only our history, but it's how we approach, each of us approaches our life in narrative. We yeah. think of ourselves as being actors in our own story. Yes. And so this, I think, is a wonderful theme because even the stories that we tell are not necessarily fiction. They are, they are stories in which we weave the facts of our lives yes. into a, a continuous narrative. And so um, it could be no more timely is what a- I say. Amen. Yes. And uh, the Pope uh, makes uh, comments in here like uh, God is the great storyteller. Right, right. And Jesus is a great, the great storyteller uh, because of his use of parables. Yep. So, yeah, the, 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 the storytelling goes right back to the beginning, right back to Exodus yeah. and right back throughout the New Testament. And what and the Pope, continues today, and continues today, and that's the whole point of it yeah. being in the World Communications Day message. So, in his introduction, uh, he he says we need to make our own the truth contained in good stories. Right. So, uh, he, what he's proposing to us is that we that we pay attention to the stories around us and that we make them part of our own story, the good yes. ones. Yeah, uh, right. And so we're going to explore throughout this throughout this message. We're going to explore the idea of good stories, and and one of the sections is is entitled "Not Every Story Is a Good uh, Story." Right. You know, mm-hmm. and that's certainly true. Yeah. So, so the first section is called "Weaving Stories." Yeah. Um. And uh, and he says, you know, stories influence our lives, whether in the form of fairy tales, novels, films, songs, news, even if we don't always realize it. Yeah. Yes. And he uses this wonderful image. Uh, he says, a narrative can reveal the interweaving of the threads mm-hmm. that connect us one to another. Uh-huh. Um, and so this idea of weaving these threads yes. uh, and the language that he uses, he says, you know, we weave not only clothing, but also stories. Indeed, the human capacity to weave, which in Latin is textere, uh-huh. to weave, gives us not only the word textile, of course, fabric, textiles, right. but also the very word text. I loved that. You know, and I mean, gosh, hello, postmodernists. Let's talk about the meaning and the power of the text itself. Yes, Um, yes. And so it's this idea that these stories, all of our stories weave in one another. Now, we have to admit from the beginning, he's 
he's denying the philosophical concept of solipsism, right? We actually, things outside myself exist. Right. You know, all of these people, you sitting across from me, you really exist. And our stories have interweaved through our time spent here in uh, studio, right. through, through our professional lives as friends, all of these sorts of things. We, our lives are interweaving. Yes. And, um, we have become part of one another's stories. Yes. Yeah. It's not an isolating thing. Storytelling is not, an isolating thing that only deals with one person's story at a time. But because uh, God is the great storyteller, he's able to interweave all of these stories ongoingly ad infinitum uh, through uh, billions of of people on earth and over time. It's just awesome. The the, the beauty of storytelling, and we um, we have to acknowledge that uh, uh, storytelling is um, part of liturgy. Mm-hmm. It's a part of uh, journalism. It's uh, And I personally, I, I don't think the Pope addresses this per se, but uh, in today's marketing-driven world, I've become a little bit uh, concerned that we might confuse storytelling too often with uh, marketing narratives where everything kind of has to fit together inside a single narrative. Or we might confuse it with um, uh, algorithms, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mm -hmm. that are kind of predictable. They they ensure predictability. God God loves an unpredictable... The element of surprise. Yes, he does. He's a God of surprises. These stories, as they say, you couldn't make this up. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's beautiful. You know, it is this uh, – so he ends this weaving for first section by saying, right. Yet, since the very beginning, our story has been threatened. Evil snakes its way through history. Yeah. I love, of course, the image of saying snakes uh, because – He's away. He got away with words. Yeah, right? Uh, so, hope, yes. so the next section is that not all stories are good stories, section two. Right. Uh, which begins with a quotation from Genesis from the, the serpent himself. When you eat of it, you will be like God. That Genesis was uh, the first uh, misleading story. Exactly Very right. sinisterly misleading story. Um How many stories serve to lull us, convincing us that to be happy, we continually need to gain, possess, and consume? Now, you you know, you just mentioned, you know, the idea of marketing and and narrative. Um, How how many of the stories that we get when we turn on the television or listen to the, you know, radio or whatever, how many of these marketing stories? stories that we hear are precisely driving us to gain, to possess, to consume. Yes. You know, too many. These are the stories that that make up what's around us. You know, if you drink this diet cola, you will be thin and attractive. Yes. You know, I've been drinking the heck out of diet cola and I am not thin and or attractive. See that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm constantly looking uh, down the soda aisle for something better, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen. Right. Doesn't happen. He goes on in this this section to say, you know, by patching together bits of unverified information, repeating banal and deceptively persuasive arguments, sending strident and hateful messages – I'm looking at you, Twitter. Uh, we do not help to weave human history, but instead we strip others of their dignity. I know. Yes. And that's happening more and more in social media, mm-hmm. in the coverage Mainstream of politics. Oh, everywhere. amen. Yeah it's, yeah. it's happening universally. And it's really uh, profit-driven as well as uh, overall um, uh, power-driven, materialism-driven. We have to resist that as Catholics. 
And that's why I think that this message uh, for the World Communications Day couldn't be more timely. And it's a little bit different from the 2018 and 2019 messages that dealt with uh, journalism and social media explicitly, uh, respectively. Uh, because this one is even broader, and the, mm-hmm. and the, uh, because our challenge is is even broader, we dare not lose our sense of history. Because without that, we don't have an appreciation for God's love over time. We we, we lose a sense of hope. We lose a sense of uh, the, why why to be followers, and why to be perpetuating uh, the discipleship uh, ad infinitum into the future. Yeah, uh, it, it, it surpasses past, present, and future. And by the way, um, one of the beautiful things that the Pope talks about uh, in this message is that the generations of Catholics and the generations of everyone, secular and religious, uh, the generations have to get together and share each other's stories more, something that we've gotten worse at over time. You know, and this is an idea that he has spoken about multiple times, too, you know, the especially, you know, uh, in his message to youth. Yes. uh, He talked about, you know what, we need to hear the stories of our elders, too, you know, um, and it and again, it's their stories and and see where do we fit in their story? Where do they fit in our story? Yeah. And it it has to be uh, really an underlying cause of problems we have now with people lacking a sense of identity and a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging mm-hmm. uh, that uh, maybe because of broken families mm-hmm. or various other factors, uh, no no powerful, driving, purposeful sense of identity has been handed on to too many people. And I think it's so essential in a person's life to have that sense of identity, we wrongly think that we can kind of be the creators of it, but it, but it comes over time, and it comes through the stories handed down by others. Yeah. Well, section three is all about that. Yeah. The, the story of stories, and it talks about scripture is the is the story of salvation, as we had mentioned before. It says mm-hmm. the Bible is thus the great love story yeah. between God and humanity. Yes. Um, it shows us from the very beginning a God who is both creator and narrator. Yeah. Uh, he says uh, the title of this year's message is drawn from the book of Exodus, as mm-hmm. we mentioned before. He goes on to say the Exodus experience teaches us that knowledge of the Lord is handed down from generation to generation. Right. Again, just as you said, mm-hmm. mainly by telling the story of how he continues to make himself present. Yeah. Now I read this and I think, well, of course, we when we gather together for mass, the source and summit of the Christian life, right. what do we do? We sit down and we listen to the story of God's action in the past. Right. We hear that in the Old Testament reading. We then see that fulfilled in the gospel passage, typically. Right. You know, so we see prefigurement and completion. Right. And then also we hear from, typically from Paul, inviting us to then make insert ourselves into this story. Right. How do we live out this Christian journey and our pilgrimage right. and as on our journey and our story towards heaven? And then, as you mentioned before, Jesus spoke of God not with abstract concepts, but with parables, brief stories taken from everyday life. Yes. And I read this and I'm reminded of being in Israel uh, last year and— when you're there in the spring, the hillsides are covered with um, mustard seed buds. Really? And so I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. 
Jesus talked about, you know, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, look around you. What you see are thousands Mm. upon thousands of just hills covered in mustard. And Mm. this tiny little seed has now become – so he's drawing from a story – that would make sense to his hearers. Yeah. That's what the parables do for his time, and they continue to do so for us. Yeah. But what are the parables today that need to be told for the Twitter generation, for Generation XYZ, (laughs) millennials, post-millennials, you know, nuns, all of these? What are the parables that need to be told today? Yes, and we need to reach uh, people with stories that uh, connect with their own lives, exactly the way Jesus was telling, like the mustard seed, uh, Mm -hmm. the folks listening could see these mustard seeds all around them. Today's uh, today's catechesis, in a sense, has to be not just drawn from a, a, a book or... Or from a, or even a document, uh, or or from a document <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although all of that is wonderful, but it really has to be in the nature of um, uh, a witness to reality, and that goes with the. Uh, uh, I guess it was Pope Benedict who said that, uh, or maybe Pope John Paul, who said that uh, today's young people want witnesses, not just teachers. Right. Yeah. Right. As uh, the Holy Father goes on to continue, the Gospels are also stories. The Gospel of John tells us that the quintessential storyteller, the Word himself, becomes the story. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. Um, And he says, uh, God's only Son who is at the Father's side has made him known in John uh, chapter 1, verse 18. God has made him known. The original verb there that is translated as made him known can be translated both as revealed and recounted. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Jesus not only reveals God to us, but recounts God to us. What is recounting but telling a story? Yes, indeed. You know? Yes. Um, The word is both that which is spoken and is the speaker in this case. Yeah. You know, that's what Jesus um, represents. And this comes back to an idea that I talk about all the time. I know I've mentioned it in previous uh, seasons here uh, on Encounter Points, but this idea that um, it's the incarnation the actual physical taking of flesh by the divine second person of the divine trinity that not only is the center of all creation but it's something that didn't have to happen yes. god could have simply said you are forgiven and and waved his non corporeal hand right. and forgiven us yeah. but no god the son became human took flesh and entered history entered yes. Our human story yeah. in the flesh. Yes, yes. And in uh, section four here, uh, the Pope Francis says, God was so deeply concerned for mankind, for our flesh and our history, to the point that be- he became man, flesh, and history. Isn't that cool? Yes. You know, this is the idea, right? This is what, um, so we could touch him. Yes. You know, and things that we can touch and see and feel and smell, not only are those the elements of the sacraments. Right. But they are the elements of the sacraments because Christ became flesh. Yes. Yes. And and used these same things. Yes. Yes. And another way in which the uh, incarnational uh, storytelling is is evident with the Lord is that he chose in the uh, Bible uh, to have the stories uh, of Scripture told by many different people, 
all of them inspired by the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't like one of these things where an angel is dictating, right? Uh, you know, a one uh, monolithic message uh, to the people, and right. uh, uh, it's it's how uh, it was a it's a beautiful mosaic mm-hmm. of how different people are experiencing. God in their own lives, it adds to the richness and shows that, yeah, we're, we're, we're not only meant to have our own story, uh, and there is the story which unites us uh, to God, but that all of our stories are indeed uh, akin, uh, uh, kindred in, in many ways, and ultimately should, should lead to a beautiful communion of stories uh, related to our uh, faith. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. You're making reference there to the teaching of the Second Vatican Council in Dei Verbum, uh-huh. right? Saying that the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it, with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the the sacred authors, as human authors, as made human? full you know, use of their faculties with all their limitations too. Exactly. You know, and exactly. so, and so, yeah, that's, you're right. Bible means library. <laughs> you know, it's a library of books. It's yeah, not, biblio. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, and don't get me wrong. There are religions where the sacred text is dictated. Exactly. Um, but yeah. that's not Christianity. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. So yeah, the story, story is alive, uh, and, uh, ever changing. And I think that if we told, if our catechesis took that form more often just to stress in the classroom, et cetera, that, uh, you know, uh, we're not just uh, – uh, our story is not just some kind of static uh, message to memorize. Right. But, boy, uh, we, we're giving you the basis for understanding a story that's going to last and enrich your whole life. Uh, I think that would captivate more young people and all of us of any age. Right. Yeah. And, you know, in the the last – kind of couple sections where where Pope Francis wraps this up, he talks about that very thing. And he makes reference to the communion of saints. You know, the saints are the people who are, who have stories. And they are sinners with pasts who are now experiencing a glorious present to them in in heaven, right? Um, And he talks about um, the confessions of St. Augustine and the pilgrim's journey of St. Ignatius and the story of a soul of St. Therese and and, the brothers Karmatsov. And I think of people like Dorothy Day. Oh, yes. Kobe Bryant. Indeed. I mean, these are people who had, who are sinners who experienced redemption and conversion. Yes. Right? And this is our story as well. Yes. And uh, let me just uh, uh, conclude <clears throat> my, my thoughts by drawing back to the World Communications Day message of 2018. Uh, when, when the Pope talked about uh, searching for truth in journalism and thereby finding peace through journalism, I think he was talking about journalists becoming renewed as storytellers and being willing not only to tell the stories that enrage and uh, you know engross us so that we keep our eyeballs on social media or increase mm. the ratings on cable TV – but we need to spread the good news of, you know, and there are great stories happening every day that can inspire us and journalists owe it to us to to share that. And we owe it to the rest of society to share that uh, from our parishes and from from not just our daily lives as Christians. Yeah. 
You know, maybe a good tagline for this episode would be, you'll never believe what the Pope said this time. That would be nice if we said that more often. <laughs> and of course, people do say that. Yeah. I think we could say it with optimal <laughs> constructivity. That's I right. think I just made up a word. But in the spirit of storytelling, <laughs> constructivity is a, is, a, is a good word, I hope. I like it. Well, this is a great message and uh, uh, in, in line with uh, a number of, of just wonderful exhortations, really, from the Holy Father yeah, over the past World couple of years. Yeah, Communications Day messages, yeah. yes. So we encourage you to read it. You'll find links to this 54th World Communications Day message uh, in the show notes. And, of course, you can listen to our previous episode, which gives a general overview of some of the other recent ones. Right. Uh, and, uh, and we'll just continue the conversation next week. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Ken. Thank you for joining us for our conversation. You can subscribe to hear future episodes at our website, EncounterPoints.com. Our theme music is Leaves by Airtone, licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We hope to encounter you in the next episode of EncounterPoints. Points.